Hi, I'm Bryce, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Patty, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach. Hi, I'm Ariana, and I'm ready to preach. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity, God. We ask that we glorify your name with everything we do, God. We give you thanks and honor for what you've done and what you're doing with this podcast, God, what you've done and what you're doing with our lives. We ask that you come and and give us thoughts, give us interpretation, God. Give us understanding with your Holy Spirit. Give us peace and comfort knowing that your word is true, that your word is right, and above all else, we can stand on it, God. We ask that you cover us and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, family. You've reached the Ready to Preach podcast. We're excited to have you on tonight. Am I right? Yeah, we are excited. Yes. Casey, go, woo. You guys don't seem very <laughs> excited to me. So excited. <laughs> that was fake. <laughs> it was. So, so with with this podcast, we're, we're coming on. We're trying to just be a group of friends chatting together and trying to understand each other better and put out some words of, wisdom, maybe some encouragement, throw some scripture in there and just kind of give you some Christian dialogue basically between each other. Um, And normally we just get on here and we start off by asking everyone how their weeks are going, how their days are going. And we're going to start off with Mark. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Been a rainy couple days, putting a little hamper to my uh, circuit of walking around the Wajak. Definitely not interested in a five mile walk and in a the downpour. Rain. It was raining a lot. Yeah, it rained all day yesterday, off and on. Like I left at one point, and I think it stopped raining for half an hour, maybe, and then it was back again before I got back home. Other than that, other than trying to dodge the rain, there wasn't really too much else going on. Yeah. Well, on to the next, Casey. How are you doing? I'm doing better now than I was. I've been a little bit under the weather the last couple of days, but finally clearing that up a little bit. Mostly just been working and going to church, not doing a whole lot else. I don't usually, so that's not unusual. Good. Well, Ariana, you're up. How's your week been so far? Lazy. <laughs> it's been lazy. Um, that kind of is called for on rainy days, though. Yeah. yeah. It feels good to just stay inside sometimes. Yeah. I mean, if you have things to do, if not, then. Yeah. Kind of driving crazy. That's it. I've just been lazy. All righty. Patty, what you been up to? Uh, Let's see here. Well, I've been spending some time at the hospital. My mother-in-law has been a little under the weather, been in the hospital. So uh, Sunday, I went and stayed with her most of the day Sunday before our youth rally. Um, And we had a nice time, just her and I, um, studying the word. We had some praise time. We watched uh, church on Facebook, and it was pretty good. It uh, It was on fire, she said. It was on fire. So <laughs> it's kind of needed for her right now. Yeah, we enjoyed it. And then uh, she's doing much better. Hopefully, w- she comes home tomorrow. I will say it's been so strange without her being here. Mm-hmm. It's been a little weird because she's, you can count on her being there. Yep. No matter what, but it's different for sure. Well, I'm praying that she gets back on her feet, though. Definitely. Yes. We're starting to see improve. We're starting to see a big improvement, but we know why. Yep. We've been knocking on heaven's door for that old lady. She's the sweetest <laughs> thing about yes. ever. 
How about you, Bryce? How's your week been so far? And someone else was going to ask. No, it's been good. It's been uh, yesterday we had a, a rain day and kind of just took it easy. It's necessary, I think, sometimes, even when I feel like it was not being hyper spiritual or anything, God saying slow down. But I feel like every once in a while you don't get a chance to do that. And it's like sometimes it makes its way for your for itself, basically, to slow down and collect and basically just do nothing, to be quite honest with you. Nothing wrong with that on occasion. I've been, uh, I've, we had some good church service. Sunday morning was a good church service, and Sunday night was just dynamite. It was something else. I mean, there we'll talk about some highlights if you guys want to, but for me, there really wasn't a dull moment, I don't think. Even before service, Patty missed out on one of the best. I did. Worship team prayers we've ever had, I think. And I think that it directly relates to how the service went. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I know it did. It, well, obviously, yeah. We talked about that last week. Yes. How if you be if you continue to be real and expect some things, God will show up for you. Mm-hmm. He'll show up through you, if that makes more sense. Because some people were like hyping us up, you know, like you're amazing. This is no, that was not us at all. Because what we can put together was nothing compared to what happened, and we've seen some. I mean, I didn't really see any like tears flowing or anything, but I feel like it got kids motivated to go ahead and 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 be Christians. You were crying, Ariana. Yeah. Was it a good cry or a bad cry? It was a good cry, but I'll tell you why it was a good cry. It was a good cry because um, at at a point in there, I was um, how do I say it? Some people hide from God when they're in like service. And it's like, why are you going to hide if you're in the house of the Lord? Right. And so when I finally like. It's kind of actually a terrible place to hide yeah. from yeah. God. Can never hide from <laughs> God anyway. Yeah, but, but definitely yeah, not in his house. place though. Yeah. If I came if I came in there and I was um, already excited because I could feel the presence yeah. there. And then the worship was good. And then the messages were good. And then we did the second. Um, Round of worship. Uh, yeah. And then. um. There was a song. I don't know what song it was, but I always cry on it. But it was like, thank you for my family. My It was like saving my family for the generations. Yeah. Shout right. I speak Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So Shout was, it from the mountain. And then I just cried. That's a good song. It's a good line. Well, and I'll go ahead and say it. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Shout Jesus. In the streets. In the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. family. I speak the holy name of Jesus. Whoa. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's a good one right there. Yes. That that, is, it's a very powerful song. Especially at the I Jesus for my family. That yes. one is like you can holler on that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And feel it. And put some put some uh some emphasis behind it. Because exactly. it's true. You want that. Mm-hmm. It's one that connects, I think. Definitely that's one of those I would call it like the a Christian uh, mic drop moment right there. <laughs> yeah. Like God wants to use it, but that's what we're supposed to do, right? Speak Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. What else can we speak? I speak the name of Jesus over every insecurity, over anxiety, over addiction. Depression. There's no stronghold because your name's power, your name's healing, your yeah. name's life. Come on now. Whoever wrote that it's needs a, powerful a high five. Song. Powerful Very song. powerful. And I think a lot of that has to tie in with how real that is. Yep. You looking up the who wrote it? No, I'm looking up I was looking up a verse that talking about, you know, when we speak Jesus and it's 
Acts 412. I actually am surprised. I remember I was trying to debate if it was 412 or 420. Um, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Whereby men can be saved. That's the Jesus. only name that we can speak anyway. It's going to mean anything. Patty, are you crying right now? No. Okay. I was <laughs> Give just her a minute. <laughs> she's going there. She's going, she's hawking. She's like, <laughs> nope. I'm not crying. You are. It There's no crying like in podcasting. It just and, looks like it. No, let's talk for a minute on that. Okay. What other name is there? Uh, we were kind of talking. We were kind of hinting about that earlier. Yeah, there's no other name besides the name of Jesus. And whether you want to believe that or not, the Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of the Father. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't have to agree with that. And you, you don't want if even if you don't want to agree with that, even if you don't want to do it, one day you will. I'd rather do it twice than do it once. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's coming a day that people will have to do it. Yeah, I'm going to go actually go back a few verses because this all talks. This is all back when um, the apostles are being questioned by people. Yeah. And I'm going to start back in uh, verse seven. This is around Ananias and Caiaphas and all of them. And they're all asking and basically interrogating all the apostles. Okay. Mainly Peter. And it says, it starts in verse seven, it says, and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power of a white, by what name have ye done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, this was after one of the healings they did afterwards, Right. be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole, this is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. And then he finishes it with, uh, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. See, there's a there's a, a crucial point in that to where as Peter, being filled with the Holy Spirit, said these things. Peter wouldn't have said those things before. Right. And neither will you. That's an important thing to, to grasp. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit's going to help you. He's going to give you bold and he's going to make you bold and courageous because however many years before that when Jesus was crucified he denied him three times right there in front of a little girl. Yeah. A little girl got him to deny. And now he's talking to the chief priest which crucified or one of the one of the the men in charge at the time which were in charge of crucifying Jesus or had a part in that and he has the boldness to say Jesus is the only way that you'll make it. He's the only name that you should bow and confess to. And think about it this way. Also, you can take even more context from it. Here you have this guy who's an, essentially an ignorant fisherman standing up in front of, as, where it says in the verse, verse the, the priests and the captains of the temple. It's not someone that any on their own power, on their own motivation is going to get up in front of talk to these people. The fact that he was even a threat to them. Yeah. Is very powerful to me because he was just a lonely, like you're saying, a lowly man who had very little education, if any, you know. And he's standing in front of the rulers of the of the Jewish people at that time. Yeah. God will exalt you to places where if you're humble, if you're humble and you are willing to do what he wants you to do, he'll put you in places where you shouldn't be. 
and there's no other reason you're there other than God. And these people, they knew him too. Right. Even they knew early Peter because it says in verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They acknowledged that they didn't know anything. Until they knew they Jesus didn't know anything. Around. Yeah. The only thing they knew is that they had been with Jesus. That was the only difference between them and the other fishermen that were still standing on the lake. Well, that's that's like a like the power of a testimony. You know what I mean? If if you don't have a story or you know the Bible well enough, tell somebody what Jesus did for you. Because that's all they're doing. All they know is what Jesus did for them. It's right there, clear. They were ignorant men who were unlearned, uneducated, and they didn't know anything but what they knew first firsthand what Jesus did for them. I think that's why there's so much power in testimony. You know what I mean? The Bible clearly says, and they overcame him by the power of the, or the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their life until death. They didn't care what happened to him. Because here's the thing, too, about it. You're not going to die for a lie. No. You're not going to put yourself in harm's way for a lie, and you're not going to live for a lie. Right. You're going to live by what you know and what you've seen. That's it. And that's why I feel like some people haven't come to Christ quite yet. I'm not putting them out there that they won't. They need to know and experience Jesus Christ for themselves. Am I wrong? No, that's true. Some people get into this place where they... They just haven't had their cha- their their chance yet. I don't think they haven't got the experience yet. Some people don't understand it quite yet because all they're doing is seeing and they're not interacting with the spirit. Or they get scared, right? No, because of fear, they stay back. Well, and, and I think they get scared because they don't know that it's uh, how good it is for them, or what they're feeling. Right? They're, they feel something, but they don't know what that tug is. Right. It's safe, but they were probably still a little scared too. Yeah, but it didn't, but they didn't let the fear stop them. Right. But they had the power of the Holy Ghost with them, mm-hmm. and that puts in courageous, makes you courageous, makes you bold, makes you stand up in the face of these adversaries. Basically, is what they were, yeah. and these are very well trained, educated men trying to not necessarily not necessarily stump them, but give them questions that they should not be able to answer, and they didn't skip a beat. Not even close. And it's written down so we can read it. Okay, let's bounce to another topic. You guys want to? Yeah. Sure. Casey, you seem so thrilled tonight. So excited, ready to roll. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, we talked about a little bit <clears throat> off topic, our off uh, off air talking about hatred and and kind of bitterness inside of you towards other people mm-hmm. and what it does. To you, because I think we kind of went around the room and made it pretty clear that it does nothing to the person you have it towards. Right. You want to talk about it? Anybody? Anybody? Or do I got to keep talking? You can talk for a minute. Okay. We'll shake something loose. I'm sure of it. (laughs) So, so, so when I, when I've gotten to this place where I feel, I'm not going to say hatred, but I'm going to say the word animosity. I think it's just a a cuter way of saying that I've, been in the wrong. <laughs> Hatred's kind of strong. Hatred is strong, but at the same time, it's the same thing that I was feeling. I was feeling uh, I was despising these people for what they did to me, and it, I let it do something inside of me that I know wasn't right. Right. In 
it takes time. Like you've, you, we were talking earlier, it takes time to where I guess I didn't realize how it was affecting me in the moment until I'm like, Whoa, it just came on this, this feeling just came on to me. And I wanted to do, I wanted to be mad about something to where it hurt them. It hurt the other people I was mad at. But then I get thinking about it. I'm like, I can hate them all I want. I can despise them all I want. I can reject them all I want. But it does not do a single thing to them. Mm -hmm. All it's doing is keeping me in this stupid state of mind. It's keeping me kind of angry, you know, to where I'm bitter towards the people that I do love and that do love me, you know, and are around me. And I think it just took time for me to come to a point where I just need to stay away from some people. I need to stay away from a certain group to where I know how they act. I know how they act to me. I know how they treat me. So what am I still doing here? I know what it does to me. I know what the the physical implication or the physical things that happen to me or these even the emotional and spiritual things that are happening on the inside of me causing me to go down this dark path of being bitter and ugly and spiteful and wanting to do things out of revenge. That's not Christian. No. That's not how we're supposed to act. We're supposed to turn the other cheek. You know, and I think there's a certain point where I was like, all right, I've turned the cheek enough. Now I need to run. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need to go. I need to be out of here and get out of the situation to where um, I can't hurt myself anymore about them. Any thoughts? Knowing when to walk away is an important skill that I feel like a lot of people overlook. Yeah. You know, you want to think that I'm the Christian in the situation, so I just have to keep taking it and keep going and persevering. And sometimes that's just not the case. It's not doing anybody any good at the end of the day. Some, go ahead. No, so it's just important to learn when to know when enough's enough. It's a boundary. Yeah. Boundary thing. What were the disciples instructed to do when they were sent out in twos? Dust their feet off. Anyone that didn't receive them. Right. Or wouldn't receive the message of Jesus. See, but then I think about this. Sometimes as Christian, we get this idea that we're supposed to lay down and just take whatever's coming. We're not doormats. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like sometimes I get this preconceived notion that I shouldn't stand up for myself. Do you feel that way, Patty? Sometimes. Sometimes it's like I shouldn't. I shouldn't stand up for myself. But when 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 Goliath was down in the valley, calling out the people of Israel, calling out God's people, His chosen people. David grabbed his sling and went down and went and met him. He stood up. He didn't create the fight, Mm-mm. but he sure ended it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. ran to it. Am I am I interpreting it wrong? I don't know. No, just no, Are you're you trying right. to picture right. David? Sometimes we have to face our giants. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like we get down there and it's like, all right, I'm just gonna lay down and let them trample over me because I'm a Christian and I'm not supposed to do this and this. David smacked him in the head with a rock and then cut his head off and then went to his people. And got his shoulders. Yeah. It's like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of contradicts what we're, what we think we should do. Now, I don't think you should incite a fight or incite something, but I don't think you should lay down either. God's not calling us to be doormats or, or stepping stools for somebody. I think God will let you defend yourself. Am I wrong in that thinking? No. No. I think your dad said something about that at Bible study also about um, turning the other cheek. Slapping twice. Getting slapped twice and then do something about it after that, you know. (laughs) 
I, I don't know how to, it's contradictory to what you're told, you know, or what you should, what you kind of believe. But I think it's just, in my mind, is it a deception from Satan just so he can smash you all the time because he knows you'll take it or you're told you should take it? I don't I, know. I think a I th- lot of that personality and that mindset comes from a lot of people who haven't taken the time to study themselves to see what it says because there's definitely nothing that says just take it and take it and look the other way. Right. So we get Lenny did one a, a lesson or whatever on this one time about sayings that we think are in the Bible, but when you come to find out they're not in the Bible, it's just what people have been taught and they just haven't looked themselves to find out where they actually come from. Right. Because otherwise they'd see the examples of guys like David or Moses and these other ones that only went so far before they stood up. See, but I think about that, then this thought crosses my mind. Jesus didn't say a word, didn't open his mouth. He got beat beyond recognition, stood there and took it, knowing he could have, put him on a cross, he died. But at the end of the day, the victory was his. Yeah. At the end of the day, he came out of the grave, and it's like, well, what do you do with that guy? You know what I mean? He, he, he took it and took it and took it and took it, and he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. He could have stood up, didn't. Had the power to call down angels, didn't. He took it. He endured the cross. He thought about us. When we weren't thinking about us, he wanted to make a way for us. And then, and at the end of the day, sometimes I feel like that's a that's a part of it. Yeah. The victory will come at the end. You might have to wait a little bit to see it. But in the long run, it'll play out in your benefit if you just keep your mouth shut yeah. and and do what God says to do. Yeah. and But there were also occasions where he didn't keep his mouth. He braided a whip and went yeah. to the temple and started turning tape. I don't know. So it, it's, it's. I guess the way to look at it is the motivation behind it. A situation basis. And the motivation behind it. Right. The motivation behind the toss, the turning of the tables was a righteous anger. So he was kind of defending God at that point. He was defending God at that point. The other was they himself. were trying to goad him into doing something. Right. And he wasn't going to be goaded. Right. He wasn't going to let them attack God in the other way, and he wasn't going to be goaded into doing something that was against God's will on the other side of it. Right. I think it comes with, a, with an awareness of knowing whenever your reaction is going to solve an issue or create more, too. Exactly. Those are two completely different situations. Braiding the whip and turning over tables solved the problem that was going on in that time. Right. It got rid of the people money making changers. Yeah, money, the money changers. changers in the temple. But if Jesus were to react to the way that he was treated before and on the cross, that would have been in direct conflict of what he was trying to solve by doing what he was doing. What he did the second time solved that problem. Yeah, when he came out of the grave. Yeah. That was the problem solver. He came back with keys to hell. Right. Now, how do you stop that guy? Uh, <laughs> you can't. You can't kill him. Like you I'm saying, can't that, beat that, him. Yeah. Well, you know what to say if you can't beat him, join him, right? You may as well. <laughs> and some of the guys did. Yeah. Some of them did. Yeah. Ariana, you got any thoughts tonight? Just think about like what, you know, this anger and things like that does more to you than to maybe the people that you're actually mad, the ones that don't even realize what's going on. I mean, I can just say like some people feed off of having somebody hate them so that they get looked at as pity. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like drama person, queens. Yeah, the other person looks at it as 
well, if I hate this person, well, somebody is going to hate me for hating them. So yeah. now you're a tag team or whatever. Right. But you can only hate someone who has for real hurt you. Yeah. Like people have hurt me. Yeah. And I still forgive them. Did hating them did hating them in your situation fix the problem for you? Say it again. The, in the situation where people have like hurt you deeply, did hating them fix it for you? No. Did forgiving them fix it? Did it, I to move on to to move on from it, but it allowed them back into my life. Right. That that's one thing for me that I notice when someone does me wrong and basically trashes me, you know, or hurts me, traumatizes me. Basically, if I forgive them, it gives me so much. It feels like you got the power. Yeah. It feels like you are the one that is controlling it. Because they don't have power over you anymore. No. Well, also, to me, if I hate, if I hated somebody and I forgave them, I forgave them because I thought about it too long to where it was like, they, if they go to hell, it's gonna make me feel bad. Right. Or I'm gonna feel bad if I was in hell, if, like metaphor, you know, <laughs> right. because then I was putting myself there for hating on somebody who was another person that God brought to me yeah, to God, show me a lesson. Well, and God died. Jesus Christ died for them. That's a big one too. Yep. It's hard to hate somebody that Jesus Christ loves. You that's, can't do that's it. That's everybody. I know. Yeah. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. There's there's nobody there's, exempt from that. Right. And there's so many people that are not like you and they, there's some people, can we just get this out there? There's some people that just want to live in turmoil. Yeah. They want to make, want to make turmoil for everybody. That's hard, and that's one of the situations where you need some uh, awareness to where, like, got to go. See ya. That's when you turn the air cheek and then walk away. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Casey, any thoughts tonight? I've been bitter before. Sometimes I still am bitter, but I'm working on it. That's for you, Patty. That's right. I'm working, <laughs> Here we on, go. we exactly. I'm working on it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times, you know, hate's not good and we know that, but I also think that you should acknowledge the fact that you are going to have those emotions, mm -hmm. um, regardless of whether or not you want them. You're human. Yeah. Yeah. You're human. So did we, you, did you ever like not be like, yeah, I'm not bitter. And then something happens and you're like, oh, I'm totally bitter towards this person. It's like my entire life, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like I am such a good Christian. I am not angry at all. I'm not even mad at anybody. Oh wait, I'm mad at them. I hate you. And then like, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I never, I would never. Mm, well, I might have said that to somebody, but like as a child, you know how teenagers yeah. are. Yeah. Shout out to all the teenagers <clears throat> out there. You don't actually hate your parents. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> right. But um, what was that, Ariana? She's not a teenager anymore. Leave her alone. Yeah. Okay. She's yeah, exempt. she's 20 now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, you work on it, but don't spend so much time not even being ashamed of it, but thinking, I can't go to church or I can't be a Christian because I have this bitterness or because I feel that. That's something that will be worked out as you work out your salvation. And on top of that, I feel like it's all just a distraction from the focus point of your life. It is. Love Jesus. Yeah. Love Jesus and these things will start changing. He covers a multitude of sin. Yeah. yeah. His love covers a multitude of sin. And you can't focus on his love if you're focused on hating your brother. That's right. Yeah. Don't you, get so caught up in it. Don't get in your own head. 
It, there's not, it's, it's less of a problem than we make it out to be. Exactly. It's but, a big problem that we need to work on, but the the solution is way easier, I think, than we're making it out to be. And then sometimes we have to check ourselves too, because sometimes we think we're over a situation. Think we're okay. And we're all right with it. But then the situation or a name comes up and then we're like, oh, don't talk about that person. Yeah, I'm not really okay. Because I'm not <laughs> Wait a second. over it. Right. Yeah. You know? And then you you just got checked. But in, in all that, we're just talking about working on your salvation and working towards getting that a close walk with Jesus Christ. Right. And it's like. But then you find out. That's how he's revealing this He's to revealing me. it to you to get yourself right. To right. say, hey, you need to work on this little situation here. You wouldn't know you need to work on it if it wasn't brought up. Exactly. And then dust yourself <coughs> off, as you said, that the disciples had to do. Dust that, yourself off, continue on your way. That's that's like when Paul was talking, I think it was in either first or second Corinthians, talking about the thorn in his flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or rather I glorify that I'm even counted worthy to have these problems, that I'm even counted worthy to have this situation in my life. If God didn't reveal it to me in a way to where I could understand it and work towards fixing it, I would be stuck. Yep. Thank you, God, for revealing this evil bitterness that I have in my heart. Because you can't love God if you don't love his people. Right. I was going to say, I got that one right here. First John 4.20, I've been staring at it for a couple minutes. Read it. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ouch. Phony. That's what that says. You're fake. That's what it says. Ouch. Yeah. If you, if you can't love your brother here on this planet, there is no way you can love somebody you don't know. And this is more, this could be geared more towards, this isn't like family. This brother as in every, you know, everybody, you know, that's, that's a Comrades. pretty much a, bl- yeah, it's a blanket yeah. statement here. Casey, you were about to say <clears throat> something, let's hear it. I was just talking about Paul, or you were in the thorn in his flesh. If it wasn't brought to your attention, if you had some sort of injury or, you know, a splinter or something and you, it never hurts or there was nothing that ever gave you any indication that it was there, it could fester. You could get an infection. And something that was a small little issue can cause so many problems. more problems. Right. You know, to take out a splinter, it hurts. And most of the time, you can either get it out with your fingernail or get it out with a needle, however you do you. I don't know. But if it never hurt and you were never made aware of the issue, mm-hmm. you could end up in the hospital with sepsis with a blood infection because it never ached. You never right. knew it was there. You never knew to take it out. Right. And I'd rather have God reveal it than wake up in hell one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you didn't love your brother. You didn't love your 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 enemies. You didn't pray for those who despitefully use you. That's one. How can you be a part of somebody's life who despitefully uses you? And God says, pray for them? Let's work on that one. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say, Ariana? I was going to say, <laughs> I have this thing that I say to myself, if like, because I get into arguments. I like arguing. But if it's a heated one and I think about it, well, if it's going to bug me for five minutes, it's not, it, I'd rather have it bug me for five minutes than bug me for five years. Yeah. Because why would I sit there dwelling on the past right. for something that should have been taken care of in five minutes? See, that's... S- say I'm sorry. I kind of got the same thing. Is this going to matter in an hour? Mm-hmm. Is this going to matter in a week? Is this going to matter? You know, sometimes you get to petty little junk like that, yeah. especially with your siblings and your yeah. parents 
and your close, you know, co- co-workers, anything like that. I'm sitting here mad at them. And in two weeks, this isn't going to even, I'm not even going to remember this. Mm-hmm. Let's stop. Cool down. Holy Spirit, help comfort me and guide me into what you need me to do. And sometimes yeah. that guiding is right into a fight to where, all right, now it's your turn to put your money where your mouth is. And then sometimes it's not the person, it's you. Because oh, yeah. your foundation yeah. is broken. Yep. You need but, to get it put on the right foundation. That's right. That's like the the one rule we kind of instituted at church yep. where you've got you got a problem with somebody. Yeah, forty eight hours to talk it over with them. Fix it. After that, yeah, drop it. It's mm-hmm. not a problem, and we don't know. We don't know it anymore. Yeah, doesn't matter because if it's if it's something that's serious and it's going to last, it's not going to be over in forty eight hours. But right. most of the problems that we have with people, we're nitpicking stuff, and within a couple of days, like I said, we're not going to remember it anyway. So if we're not going to remember it, why are we sitting here still arguing about it? I hate being nitpicked, <laughs> but sometimes I do it. But I'm glad when I'm glad when God says, "Hey." Look at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Is that how you want to be treated? That's right. Because I be- I firmly believe that whatsoever a man sows, that, so he- that shall he also reap. One day or another, whether not it comes. Not could, not would, not possibly, shall. <laughs> and, and maybe you don't see it in five years. One day you're going to reap what you did. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come right back to you. So if you want to argue and have arguments, argue. If you want to fight, fight. If you want to have love and compassion, have love and compassion. See, that's how it works, and it's simple. We've made it so hard to where it's like, man, I don't know how we're going to get this thing worked out, but do what you want done to you. Simple. What you look up, Mark? You got it on the screen? Well, I was looking up from what she said earlier. I had it before, before I moved on to another one. We were talking about differences between hate and love. Um, and the one I found, and she almost quoted word for word just about, was Proverbs ten twelve. Yeah. Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. Who the, wants strife? Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, which, which do I you want? I want covered. Do you want, the, do you want the issue or do you want the cover? I want covered. Because when you think about covering, you think about covering everything. Yep. The ugly, the nasty, the hateful, cover it up. I want to be covered up with a multitude of love. Yeah. It's time to talk about our revival a little bit. We got a little bit. We got what? One week? Sunday starts it? Yeah. Sure does. Is everybody excited for it? Can I do that on here? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's more. It's it's like an exciting because we know what the revival. It's kind of got a. What do you say? Reputation. Reputation. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. It speaks for itself. It does. It's got this reputation of being amazing. Yes. Refreshing, refilling, reviving, I would say. But we we were kind of talking about the term revive last week. We talked about it time and time again, about it having to be dead before it can be revived or almost dead. But I feel like it's just a refresher, just a, a, a charge up to kind of get you going for a good Six, eight good months. You know what I mean? Yes. Because we get we get kind of complacent. We get stuck. Yeah. yeah. We get stuck in the flow of how things go, how things are supposed to go. What? It's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. At the end of the day. You know, we're doing the same things over and over. Sometimes it seems like that's a, that's how it was for me on Sunday night. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Same. It it got us out of the mundane routine. 
Yes. And, and we try really hard as a church not to be not to be in that sort of ritualistic type church where we do things different. Uh, let the spirit does spirit do what the spirit does, and just kind of let the flow of the service be dictated by God. We do that the best of our abilities, but sometimes it's nice just to break it down and do something off the wall different. Yeah. I think it keeps people on their toes, too, because they're not expecting it. Right. And it's different, too, when you have the atmosphere of the quote-unquote barn. And when mm-hmm. we say barn, we're talking dirt floor. Yeah, it is a barn. It's a legit <laughs> barn. I'm proud to say I, I gave my, my life again. Recommitted. Recommitted my life to Jesus Christ. Might I add, I didn't really know you that well before, but I'm pretty sure you're very committed. And I don't know how you were previous to that. If it was more commitment than last time, but I feel like you're in. You're sold out. You're yeah. You're sold out. I feel like. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah. Do you feel like more than? I think my foundation is not shaken. It's more strong. Strong. Good. Yeah. Because I didn't know you really before, but knowing now what I know, I'm like, she can only be that good. You know. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that about it. Appreciate Thanks. the honesty too of being, hey, I needed to get something right, and we did. Thanks, because I'm not perfect. I'm working on it. There we working go. We're on waiting it. on that one. Casey kind of stole it from you earlier, mm-hmm. but it's back where it belongs. That's what Casey likes to do best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steal from Patty. Patty yep. takes everybody else's sayings and words and pass them off as my own. It's usually funnier. So <laughs> fair enough. But no, I'm excited for it. You guys ready to preach up? Preach on it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so excited about that part because not the first one, but the second time, because the, the first revival we did was at the church. Yes. Then the second one we did was in the barn. And it might have been the third one when we all preached. It had to have been because yeah. I think we had one in the barn where we didn't preach. So Yeah, but, you're right. But anyhow, that that is kind of a, a starting point or a, a baseline for us, you know, not to redeem ourselves, but to... See how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Say there are people there who probably haven't heard us preach since, since then. the first one. Right. And I got a compliment the other day when I was preaching from a lady that hasn't been around for seven or eight months since she came. She's like, you're a different person than you were. The shyness is gone. There's more courageous. You know, there's more boldness out of you. Said, you you did pretty good. I wasn't. I was impressed. I was like, well, anything you practice, you can get That's decent right. at. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, especially when you put God in the mix. Mm-hmm, definitely. He wants to move when you want to move. You know, it takes time. It takes time. I'm not going to say practice makes perfect, but practice plus God equals good. Yes. There you go. That's a shirt. That's a shirt. Let me add this to my list of slogans. <laughs> practice plus God makes good. You can do it. Practice. I, I We always, when I was in school, I did band through middle school, so sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And our instructor would say, practice does not make perfect. Practice makes it permanent in your mind. It gets you to a repetitive state, which we're just talking about how we don't want to get repetitive. But we always want to have this baseline to where the foundation's stuck. Yeah. Everything there that you've, who you're talking about is stuck there. What the basis of your your points and your topics are is there. Then you build from there. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we can just go around and say everyone's ready for revival. Definitely. I'm, I'm stoked. Agreed. It's going to be good. It's fun to get out there in the barn and kind of let loose. Yes. Let her rip. Tater, tater chip. chip. 
And with that, we're going to end this podcast off. It's been a delight being down here with you folks tonight. I'm just going to go around and say that we love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.